0: Hello, hello. As you may have heard by now, I decided to quit this podcast because it was taking up too much time. And um, I just couldn't afford to spend my time on this and my energy. But what I did do is, I looked back at the previous 28 interviews, so the 14 podcast episodes, and the 14 other interviews, and I looked back at every lesson. And I came up with what I didn't come up with. I learned 27 lessons it can help you move from idea to published book. So in the next couple of minutes, I'm gonna read all these lessons out to you. But you can also check it on klv.com slash blog. That's my personal website. I've also published it on Medium. Um, you can find me there as klvandevivere, which is pretty hard, and also onto your feed a new platform similar to Medium. Let's get started. So the title goes, 27 writing and book marketing ideas for your first bestseller. Number one, a book written for everyone will appeal to no one. Before you start writing or even choose the exact topic, think about your audience. Who are they? What do they need? How can you help them? Once you have an initial idea about what you want to write and who you want to write it for, do more research. Browse forums, read similar books, under reviews, talk to your audience, or teach it even. We'll go into more detail about some of these later. And here's a quote from Adam Butterman and Bookman Freder. Be something to someone instead of anything to no one. Be willing to say no to 99% to make something that is an incredible yes to the 1%. If you're not quite sure about your topic yet, Follow these steps, they're from Arvid's book. Think about your interests. Where do people with these interests hang out? Number two, go into those communities. Twitter, indie hackers, Facebook groups, Reddit. Step three, stop listening to what people struggle with, which problems are repeated. And number four, can you solve that problem or add any value? Tip number two, solve a problem. Every great non-fiction book solves a problem for someone. Here are some examples. The mom test, how to test if your book is a good idea. Obviously awesome, how to position your product. Product like onboarding, how to onboard new users successfully. Stop asking questions, how to have better conversations. And to de- deploy empathy, how to conduct better customer interviews. All these books have one secret in common. They do not have secrets. The authors deliberately shared interviewing they knew. Don't worry about losing your work. A Turbford, for example, she doubled and doubled her consulting work after sharing, after sharing her exact strategy. So when you write a book that solves a problem, more people recommend it and they'll come to you and also, marketing your book will cost less effort. Here's an example from Twitter of someone promoting Ramly John's product-led onboarding. Huge shout out and congrats to Ramly John on publishing product-led onboarding. It's a fantastic deep dive on how to get your new customers experience the value of your product faster and easier. Highly recommend you pick up a copy. I'll drop a link below. Tip number three. Interview potential readers. If you want your book to be useful to many readers within your category, you need to discover their problems. The best way to do so is by talking to them. Schedule a few calls or coffee chats with people in your audience, help them solve problems in your niche and ask them a few questions in return. Take notes on everything. If that doesn't work, you've got a few more alternatives. You could give them an incentive to talk to you like a free copy or a gift voucher. You could also send them a form or ask questions on social media. People are usually less shy when it's not a face-to-face conversation, but the results won't be as great. And if you do this, don't forget to set a deadline. Tip number four, find community. Writing a book is a very lonely experience for many, even for introverts. It can become a heavy burden to sit at a desk and write alone, day in and day out. So make it a social experience extend. Instead, hire an editor, get a writing or accountability coach, join writing communities, involve your friends and family, reach out to other writers, set up a book advisory board, create a beta reader community. Your community will not only help you carry the load, they'll also be your first evangelists to boost your book marketing efforts. And of course, they will provide invaluable feedback. Here's how to get better feedback and deal with criticism. Surround yourself with people who want to see you grow. Share ideas and actively ask for feedback. Don't forget that feedback isn't always right. Be specific with feedback and questions ask if it evokes feelings, what kind, ask what's funny or confusing. Tip number five, create a writing habit. If you don't write, you won't have a book, correct? The key is to find a habit that works for you. Other people's routines are great for inspiration, but not for copying. The only thing that matters is making steady progress, ideally by writing a few times per week. For most people, multiple short sprints are better than one marathon session. It also helps to start with a smaller role in mind. Instead of writing a book, you could write one article a week or one short newsletter per day. These things add up and well, well planned, eventually form the skeleton of your book. Here's what Jamie Rousseau says. Don't feel like you want to know exactly what your story is about at the beginning. Let the story emerge. job as a writer is to connect the dots and turn what might appear as disparate disparate ideas, disparate themes and disparate subjects into a book. And take this example from Arvid Karl. When he realized many of his blog posts were connected, he created a compendium. This became the foundation for his first book, Zero to Sold. After linking his content, he searched for gaps and filled them until he had one coherent book. Tip six, follow your energy. If you schedule a few sessions per week to work on your book, you'll make progress. But the thing is, sometimes you don't feel like writing and that's fine, Accept those moments. And remember, you're in it for the long run. It's better to have some delay than a burnout. So when you don't feel like writing at all, follow your energy and do something else. Maybe you can do some research. Maybe you can schedule some calls with readers, or maybe you can just review some previous chapters you'll probably notice that some hours and some days work best for certain activities. Writing is probably easier on Tuesday morning than on Friday night. Here are some energy level tips. Avoid doing research while you're in a writing flow. At a placeholder where you need to do additional research, add a link, change a word, I tend to put a hashtag. When your creativity is fading away, look for a change of scenery. Avoid distractions, keep your phone elsewhere, do some quick research when you don't have time or the tools to start writing. David Kadavy shares a lot more of these in his book Mind Management Not Time Management. Tip number 7 Written is better than perfect Of course, you may never feel like writing, and that's a problem. The good thing is that the cause of that problem is mostly the same, perfectionism. You wait for the great ideas and the perfect words, and you keep waiting. If you keep waiting, they might never come. Just brain dump your thoughts on the page, write a shitty first draft. Editing and even deleting 90% later will still give you more progress than not writing anything at all. Tip number eight, teach it first. Some authors have taught classes, others taught co-workers or spoke at public events. But even if none of this appeals to you, you can still start offering free or paid consultation calls. Teaching a topic is the ultimate hack to fully understand the most common issues your readers might face. But it's also a great way to test ideas, examples and metaphors, because it's two directional. When something doesn't work, you'll notice it right away. You Even get the benefit of earning while you're learning what to write about. And you can seal phrases and ideas from your students to make the book more approachable. It's literally the language of your readers. Tip 9 Cut but don't delete. When you write your first draft, you may end up with over 100,000 words. And I hate to bring it to you, but few people want to read that many of your words. So one thing is certain. You have to delete lots of words. It may be painful, but it needs to happen. There are two ways to do so. Line editing and deleting content. The first way probably comes last and it'll help you reduce maybe 5-10% to 10% of the words. You need adverbs, reduce wordiness and watch out for plianism and dautology. But deleting content is the most important job to reduce your word counts. Some things to look out for, more than one example, too much repetition, irrelevant stories. Luckily, you can ease the pain by keeping the sections you delete. Most probably you'll find a place for them elsewhere, maybe in another chapter, maybe in a promotional essay, or maybe even in a tweet or LinkedIn posts. Tip 10 longer is not better. We just focus on reducing the word count because it doesn't matter. Books do not need a certain length. There's more. If your book is full of fluff, people pay double with their money and their time. So keep it as short as possible to respect your reader. You may have heard this quote and it's very applicable. If I am to speak 10 minutes, I need a week for preparation. If 15 minutes, three days, if half an hour, two days. If an hour, I'm ready now. Here's a fun example. April 10th interviewed CEOs before she wrote her book. She discovered most of them on the, read on the plane and most of them got about halfway through but they never picked up the book again to read the other half of the book. They felt it wasn't necessary. The conclusion? Most nonfiction books have double the word count they should have, right? Here's step 11. Journal and take notes. Many nonfiction books have autobiographical elements. You can take many of these from memory, but the stories will be stale. So, as soon as you start thinking about the book, and especially when talking to readers, take notes. You'll thank yourself later. And if you don't remember exactly, use tools to your advantage. Check Google Street View or use websites that show the exact weather conditions of places in the past. Another benefit of journaling is that the practice will give you more ideas. Ideas you can use in your book or on your promotion channels. Find unique inspiration, that's tip number 12. If you want to stand out, be different. Whatever field you're writing in, there's going to be a book about it already. If you write more of the same, people won't recommend your book. So find a different angle. A good way to do this is by reading unconventional ideas about your topic, read the classics, but also seemingly unrelated ideas. No Harari, the author of Sapiens, did no original research and still wrote the best-selling book. But he did read many books and research papers. Most of them haven't read and brought information to us in a new, accessible way. Tip number 13, use constraints. Writing from a blank page is difficult, but less so when you use constraints. Those constraints can be superficial, but also detailed. Maybe you're not allowed to use certain words. Maybe you're not allowed to use backspace. Perhaps you have to reach 500 words before you stop writing. You can also use constraints on a bigger scale. In the underdog paradox, Jamie Rousseau decided to include exactly one story, one piece of research and one underdog per chapter. Moving on to tip 14, keep it simple. We're talking about tools. Don't worry about what tools you need to write a book. Most people just stick to what they know. Microsoft Word, or Google Docs. I've got some other tools you could possibly use, but they are not necessary. You can find them on the websites I mentioned before, scalev.com slash 27 dash book dash marketing dash ideas, or just scalev.com slash blog, and you'll find it there. I've also have it on Medium and Heal Feed. If you can't find it, just go to Twitter, Twitter at klvdv, Send me a message, I'll look through my recent publications and um, I'll help you find it. Then, tip 15, um, just beyond halfway, go on social media. If you don't have an audience already, you need to create a social media presence. Ideally, you just focus on one channel so you can make deeper connections with people. These people may become your first readers, fans, and evangelists. A book marketing plan without a social media strategy is pointless for self-published books. So here are some tips. Focus on one or two channels. Connect with like-minded people. Experts, other authors, people learning about your topic. Share daily updates about your progress, tools, ideas. Of course, you can try multiple channels, but for most people, this doesn't work. You won't have time to make meaningful connections. You spend more time promoting and writing and you'll probably be doing things that you don't like or even engaging with people that you can't really stand. But if you do insist on promoting on as many channels as possible, repurpose your content. Write an article, pick a few quotes or sweets, Instagram posts or pins. You can also create a thread in audio recording and share your article in places like Geofeed, Medium, Indie Hackers, etc. And here's a bonus social media tip. Seth Smith who wrote Doing Content Right created several prominent highlights in her ebook. These exact highlights were shared by many people on social media. And she said, these were the only quotes people shared on social media. So in a way you can control what people will share and say about your book. Tip 16, write in public. An extension of the social experience is writing in public. This means you'll share regular updates of your book writing process. You can share a chapter in your newsletter, tweet about your tools, or share some interesting findings on Reddit. Be creative and let people know you're writing. This will create momentum. More and more people will learn about you and your book even before you publish. They might want to follow your journey or get exclusive insights from what you're learning. Writing in public has other benefits as well. Early validation of your ideas, inside information about topics of interest, public accountability, early feedback. Even after publishing, some authors continue sharing everything in public they share sales stats, income stats, and any review that comes their way. Some interesting people to follow are Benjamin Botano, Arvid Carl, David Cadafi, and Austin Cleon. For example, there's a there's a tweet where Arvid Carl shares his Amazon ads. I'm going to read it out loud. I'm running a few Amazon ads experiments for my two books. Spent $24 so far, made zero sales. Looks futile, but it isn't. This is step one. Using autom- targeting for seven days. From that report, I'll find the keywords that get more clicks and converts. Then we optimize. Tip 17. Arvid's also heavily involved in this one. Invoke alpha and beta readers. A more advanced strategy of writing in public is using alpha and beta readers. These are practically free editors. You can start with friends or recruit followers on social media. Help readers to read the very early drafts of your book and give recommendations about things that should be covered more extensively or things that don't make sense. Beta readers do the same in a more advanced stage of the writing process. Ideally, you'll go through a, very, through a few iterations. Authors who regularly involve beta readers tend to do four to five rounds of about six to eight weeks. Do the, be deliberate about whom you involve at what time. It's not likely the same beta reader will read your manuscript five times. So it's better not to invite the most important readers, like industry experts or influencers in the early stages. You also shouldn't worry about giving your content away for free to these people. These readers are fans of yours and involving them in the writing process has multiple benefits. They'll also feel part of the book and they'll want to promote it along with you. And since they're invested time in it and they're invested in the entire process, they'll probably want to buy it. Although I personally believe they deserve a free copy. Finally, if you want, to use beta readers, check www.helpthisbook.com. It's a great tool to make this strategy work. Uh, it's made by Rob Fitzpatrick, one of the authors I've interviewed for this podcast. But you can also use Google Docs. Tip 18, start a newsletter. Start a newsletter during your writing process to give interested readers updates. You can recruit these people for the beta reading community. You can even turn the newsletter into the beta reading community itself and share new chapters regularly. You'll probably be familiar with other benefits of newsletters. You own your audience. Your social media followers are always liked at the channel and when something goes wrong, you lose them. Not when you have their email addresses. Finally, a newsletter is the best way to let your audience know your book is available. You can direct them to the store you like or even offer an exclusive discount. And if you have more books or products, a newsletter is the best place to offer an upsell. Tip 19, have a website. A website makes your book more discoverable. If you know a few things about SEO, you can attract new readers by sharing some essays on your website. This means you can attract readers based on the content of your book rather than your name or your book's title. More advanced writers could also use a website to sell their book. This way, they get more details about their readers and have full control over the sales page. The possibilities include discounts, timers, promotion packages, etc. Derek Cybers, for example, sells three books on his website. And here's an interesting an honest sales strategy. So if you buy one book, it's $15. And if you buy the same book, the same content in a different format, it's only $4 extra. Talking about websites, with tools like Card or WordPress, it's piece of cake and it's pretty cheap. Tip 20, hire a professional editor. You know, a few writers don't hire editors. From the 28 I've interviewed, I think only two did not hire an editor, maybe three. And one of them said that for his next book, he would definitely hire an editor. Another one said he does need an editor. But there was one book I didn't finish reading because it was all over the place. I assume you can guess which one. So don't do it without a professional editor. Some orders indicated that a cost lies around $1,000, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less. It's not cheap, it's not expensive but some saw it as a personal writing master class. So I think it's worth every penny. And here's what Robert Spatrick says about it. First drafts are always wrong, and they will still be wrong, but just more beautiful if you do the revisions yourself. So wants to say, get an editor, get beta readers, get other people involved. Mind you, but editing isn't the same as proofreading. An editor will tell you where you need to add more color or where you need to cut the fluff. They'll also help you rearrange your book if needed. Proofreaders will just look for the the typos and the grammar mistakes. And what about other professional help? You could get a cover design, hire someone to promote your book, get someone to help you publish. The key questions for me are, how good are you at these things? How long will it take you to do it yourself? I mean, something could be $300 and you could spend $300 or you could spend 10 hours doing it yourself. So that's $30 per hour. Is that how you value your time or does it just make sense to get someone to do it for you and then not stress about it, not lose those 10 hours? Maybe. Tip 21. Go on a podcast. Going on a podcast is a wonderful way to promote your book. I mean, I received 28 great people and it will cost you one to three hours of your time at most, but in return you get exposure to hundreds of potentially interested readers. Well, maybe not on this podcast, podcast, but on many others you would. So don't worry about finding podcasts either because podcasts are always looking for guests. And if you have something to say about their niche, they'll be happy to receive you, you know, they'll always need someone else to talk to you. Moreover, there are a few networks that match guests with podcasters, or that make it easy for you to find podcasts. For example, Audrey, Good GoodBots, and to Guests. Tip 22, organize giveaways. In the beginning, you might not have many readers. This means few reviews and so few word of mouth and the thought, like not a lot of promotion going on. So that's why it makes sense to give away a few hundred copies. You maybe print an events, which will cost you about four-ish dollars for print costs, or ebooks and social media to keep it cheap. So Rob Fitzpatrick argues that you need about 1,000 copies before word of mouth starts taking over. That's 1,000 copies in different ways. So maybe you have 200 pre-sales and then 200 more copies sold on launch day, which means you'll have to give away about 600 copies. But the important thing about these talent copies is that you reach the people that you want to reach, that you reach your target audience. And maybe the best way for that is to do it at an industry event rather than on social media. And if you're lucky, the organizers of that event might even take care of the printing costs. Tip 23, have an intriguing cover design. Your cover is the first impression of your book. Maybe it doesn't matter much in bookstores anymore, but it's also the first thing people see on Amazon. So make sure it's clear and fitting. The cover design is also a good way to engage your audience. Several authors create about eight designs and share them with their audience on social media, and then they let them decide. And you know, in the end, you can take their feedback, but you don't have to go with their choice. You know, if you give it a good reason, you can still pick your own personal favorite or still go with something else. But it's a good way to build this momentum to do this writing in public. Tip twenty-four. Think about discounts on launch day. So this is a big argument. Some people recommend launching your book on Amazon with the GUC discounts. You know, you can go as low as 99 cents for an ebook. The pros of this is that it helps you become an Amazon bestseller it gives you a nice orange banner to put in your book cover. You also reward your biggest fans and you'll have more sales on launch day. But there are some counter arguments. The Amazon bestseller badge is temporary. There are better ways to become a bestseller, for example, by focusing on category selection. And the biggest bands will probably buy your book anyway, no matter the price. So you might be losing out on revenue. Tip 25, Amazon category selection. It's probably a better, a more profitable way to become an Amazon bestseller if you choose the right category. You can go niche, 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 and then more niche you go, the lower the competition is. Therefore, it makes sense to dive deep into the subcategories. The good thing is that your book also appears in the broader the categories above. Here's an example from, from Ben Guest. He wrote a sports biography set in Namibia. And there's a chapter about Mississippi as well. So one category he picked was travel. And subcategories are Africa and Namibia, but also the category travel in Mississippi. And he also categorized it as sports, basketball, professional basketball. So here are his bestseller ranks. Number nine in Mississippi Travel, 29 in professional basketball, 37 in Namibia, across all of Kindle. If you wanna know his total ranking, that's 803,000. Just looking at the subcategories, you can get way higher. Tip 26, have several launch events. Traditionally published books simply have one launch day. If you self-publish, you should have as many launch events as possible. Ensure people keep talking about your book, so don't release the ebook, print and audiobook all on the same day. Here are a few launch events you could consider pre-sales, ebook, paperback, hardcover, audiobook, premium edition, holiday promotion, one year discount, signed copies, product launch product hunt launch. One bat launch does not make or break your book. Just consider these things. People don't want to wait too long for your audiobook. So ideally, you'll con- you're going to make it before you launch and then just wait a few more weeks until you officially launch the audiobook as well. And with Product Hunt, it depends on your existing audience. Don't launch don't launch on Product Hunt if you don't have an audience because no one will upvote you and then your chances of launching again on Product Hunt are gone. Tip 27, the final tip, go beyond Amazon. Amazon KDP has become the go-to place for self-published authors. It's the biggest market for readers, so it makes sense to publish there. But you should also consider other options. Apple Books is less competitive, Gumroad charges lower fees, and on your own website, you have full control. In my opinion, the best way is to just make it available on different places. That's it. And that's the end of the Coffee and Pens podcast. I hope you found the past episodes enjoyable, interesting, learnful, and especially that you enjoyed these 27 tips. I hope they'll set you underway to write your own book one day. If you do, please let me know if I've been helpful to you in any way. And if you have any other things to add that you think other listeners or other aspiring authors or already published authors might find useful please leave a comment on one of the three places I mentioned before, it's glv.com slash 27 dash book dash marketing dash ideas, or just glv.com slash blog. I'm also on medium, at klvvvdv, on Twitter at klvvvdv, and then you'll find the links to any of these places mentioned probably somewhere, and on Teal Feed, which is in the content platform. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being part of this journey, and goodbye.